The biggest secret the rich use to play the financial game smarter than the poor and middle class is the use of the corporation. The legal structure of the corporation gives the rich a huge advantage over the poor and middle class. If you're listening, you have to know this information. Hey, what's up, everyone? My name is Bailey Bolton, and welcome back to another episode of Pursuing Perspectives, a podcast dedicated to discovering the ideas and perspectives that will help all of us to grow more, become more, and achieve more. So I decided to reread the financial classic Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. And in that book, a sentence really stood out at me, and that was this. Mr. Kiyosaki said that the biggest secret the rich use to play the financial game smarter than the poor and middle class is the use of the corporation. He said that the legal structure of the corporation gives the rich a huge advantage over the poor and middle class. Well, today I'm going to be teaching you the step-by-step process that you need to start your own corporation. Now, before we get in, I think that I technically have to give a disclaimer. I am not an authorized legal professional. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not an accountant. I'm not uh, any of that. I'm just your average guy. But... I have an understanding of how this works, so I'm going to be sharing with you what I did to start my own corporation and what you can do to start your own. Now, first things first, let's define what a corporation is. All a corporation is, is an organization that's authorized by the state to act as a single entity. Basically what that means is a corporation is essentially like a legal person. It's its own thing. It's its own person. Now, what are the advantages of a corporation? Now, this is going to be an extreme oversimplification, okay? Because I'm still learning, but in general, here are two advantages that a corporation can offer you. The first is tax advantages. So once again, this is an oversimplification. I'm not a tax expert, but this explanation is, or this example will serve as a good explanation. So if you're an employee, whenever you earn money, you get taxed on what you earn and you live on what's left over, okay? But on the flip side, whenever a corporation earns money, they spend everything they can via business expenses, and they only pay taxes on what's left over, okay? That's one advantage to a corporation. Number two, you have legal protection. Now, like I said, I'm still learning more about this. I'm only 24. I'm only just getting started, but I am learning day in and day out. But in regards to legal protection, a lot of times the rich use corporations to protect their assets. The rich, not all the time, but I actually know some individuals who do this. They don't actually own their own homes or their own vehicles. Their corporations own their homes. Their corporations own their vehicles and they protect their personal assets 
through their company. It's pretty crazy, okay? So that's another advantage. And just going back to tax advantages, when I was talking about expenses, yeah, if you want to get a new laptop, boom, write that baby off as a business expense. Oh, new desk, ha, business expense. You can be so flexible with your business expenses, but once again, please see a licensed professional. Go see an accountant. I'm not an expert in this realm, but you get the point. So, Before we get into how to actually start your own corporation, I want to tell you about the four major types of businesses. So number one, we have a sole proprietorship, okay? Number two, we have a partnership. Number three, we have a C-Corp. And number four, we have the LLC. So let's start with sole proprietorship. I'm not going to go into crazy depth in each of these four types of businesses. I'm just going to brush over them quickly. So number one, sole proprietorship. With the sole proprietorship, you are your business and your business is you. Okay, a way that you can think about a sole proprietorship would be like a freelance writer, a freelance photographer, most but not all personal trainers, and YouTubers, okay? That's a sole proprietorship. Now, the thing about a sole proprietorship is that you have no legal protection. You're liable for everything. So if your business gets sued, your butt's getting sued, and the creditors or whoever can come after your personal assets. That's a sole proprietorship, once again, oversimplified. Number two, we have our partnerships. Now, there are three types of partnerships. You have a general partnership, a limited partnership, and a limited liability partnership. I'm not going to go into all these, okay? Uh, Number three, we have our C-Corp. Okay, a C-Corp can be thought of as your Googles, your Apples, your Amazons. Okay, they're basically global businesses that need funding. They're public companies, okay? And number four, what we're going to be talking about today is the LLC. And LLC stands for Limited Liability Company, Okay, an LLC is what I'm going to be teaching you to set up today. Now, why do you want an LLC? Well, the biggest reason that you want an LLC is for legal protection. And what I mean by that is this. I'm going to use Bolton X as an example. So let's say that somebody wants to sue Bolton X for whatever reason. Okay, they can only go after the assets that Bolton X Owns. They can't go after my personal assets. They can't go after my house, my car, my bank account because Bolton X is its own separate entity. It's its own person and Bailey Bolton is separate from Bolton X. So if somebody tries to sue Bolton X, they can only touch whatever Bolton X owns. And so if Bolton X only has a thousand bucks in its bank account, well, guess what? They only have access to a thousand dollars and they can't come after my own personal assets. So that's what I'm going to be sharing with you today, how to set up an LLC. Now to go one more step forward until I tell you how to to do that, I I want to teach you a little bit more about LLCs. So an LLC is what's known as a pass-through entity. So what that means is every dollar that Bolton X earns, it passes through to me the owner, Bailey Bolton. And so every dollar that Bolton X owns, I have to pay tax on. Bolton X doesn't physically pay taxes on everything that it earns. I pay tax on what my company earns. All of the income flows through to me and everything's going to be taxed at my own 
personal tax rate. Now, in regards to LLCs, you can file for tax purposes uh, a many different options. You can be taxed as an S-Corp, as a C-Corp, as a pass-through entity sole proprietorship. Like I just said, there's many options, but for simplicity's sake, okay, the standard way that an LLC is taxed is via pass-through entity. Okay, so now let's get into the main message. How on earth do you set one of these things up? I went through business school for five years and not once was I ever taught how to actually set up an LLC. Whenever I was ready to start my company, I had no idea how to actually do it. I actually had to go to some of my entrepreneur friends and some business owners that I knew in my hometown and I had to ask, how on earth do I set up an LLC? And the crazy thing is, they told me that they didn't even know. They had to go to their lawyer. Their lawyer had to set it up or they used legal or other third parties and I wasn't satisfied with that answer. I wanted to know how to actually set up my own LLC without having to hire some super expensive lawyer or without having to go through some third party provider like LegalZoom. And it took me a few weeks, but I figured it out, and it's actually not that hard. The process is very simple, and that's what I'm going to be teaching you today. So let's jump right in. Step number one, whenever you're ready to start your LLC, you have to pick a name. Now, I know this sounds extremely simple, like, duh, Bailey, of course I've got to pick out a name, but it's a little bit more complicated than that, okay? See, this is what you need to do when you're brainstorming names for your LLC. First things first, I recommend that you do a really quick Google search for the business name that you have in mind. Because if you start a business, you're probably going to want to start up a website to go hand in hand with that business. So do a quick Google search and see if anyone's already created a website with the name that you were originally going to use for your business, okay? And if somebody's already taken the website name of the business that you want to use, I would actually kind of recommend that you think of something else because most of the time you're going to want a website for your business. So number one, when you're picking out a name, do a quick Google search, okay? If there is no website with your business name, you have to go a step further. I would recommend that you go to some web hosting site like GoDaddy and see if anyone has purchased the right to your to the URL that you would have used for your business name because a lot of times people will buy the URL for a website but they'll never actually create a physical website out of that and so even though hypothetically I googled Bolton X and nothing came up if I go to GoDaddy and search Bolton X but see that somebody bought that web domain like two years ago but never made a search out or never made a website out of that well, I can't get that domain, and so, yeah, that's not good. So that's what your second step needs to be. Always go to a web hosting site such as GoDaddy. Now, if that checks out and everything's good, you need to go a step further. I recommend that you search your state's online database to see if anyone started a company in your state with the same name. All you have to do, for instance, I live in Texas. All you have to do is go to Texas Comptroller's Taxable Entity Search and search the name of the business that you want to start and see if anyone's already taken that name. If that checks out, once again, go one step further, and I recommend that you go to the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. Okay, you can do this online. It's called the TESS, Trademark Electronic Search System, and search and see if anybody has trademarked the name of the business that you want. For instance, you don't want to go start another business called Apple only to realize there's some behemoth company already called Apple, and they're going to sue your butt if you take that same name. So that's what you need to do. 
pick out a name, do a Google search, go to a web hosting site, search on your state's database, and then go to the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. Pick out a name. After you pick out a name, we're moving on to step number two. You have to define your registered agent and your registered office. So what's a registered agent? A registered agent is the individual that will receive all legal documents on the business's behalf. And a registered office is where those legal documents are going to be sent to. Okay, so now you can be your own registered agent. You don't have to use a lawyer and you don't have to use LegalZoom. When you use LegalZoom, you're paying them to be your registered agent. When you go to a lawyer, you're paying them to be your registered agent. You don't have to use those individuals. You can be your own registered agent, okay? All you have to do is fill out form 401A. Fill out your 401A, and that's all you need to define your registered agent and your registered office. And in regards to registered office, it has to be a physical address. You cannot use a P.O. box, okay? So after you do that, now you're going to officially file with the state your certificate of formation. And your certificate of formation is what legally creates your LLC, okay? So what you have to do, you have to go to your Secretary of State to do this, and you can do it online. All you gotta do, for instance, in Texas, you're gonna create an account with a Texas SOS, and you're just gonna begin the filing process. The filing process costs $300, okay? Which sounds like a lot. I know it's a lot cheaper in some other states, but to go through a lawyer or to go through LegalZoom, it is much, much, much more expensive. So what you're gonna do is, you're gonna go to your Secretary state online and you're going to begin the filing process. You have to establish what the name of your entity is, what type of business entity it is, an LLC. You have to register or you have to list who your registered agent and what your registered office is. And then you have to establish who your governing authority is. And what that means is, is your LLC member managed or is it manager managed? And for simplicity's sake, 99.99999% of the time, select member managed, okay? Since I own Bolton X, I am its single member. It's a single member LLC, okay? So always select member managed. And after you have filed your certificate of formation with the Secretary of State, congratulations, you have officially filed for your LLC. But we have to take it one step further, okay? Next, we're going to form the operating agreement. Now, the operating agreement spells out exactly who owns the LLC, how much of the company they own. It documents how the LLC is managed. Is it member managed or is it manager managed? It shows how the profits are split and how taxes are paid. Okay, the operating agreement proves that the company is a separate legal entity from the owners. And the operating agreement is what gives you the protection, okay, the limited liability protection. If you don't have an operating agreement, if you ever get sued, people can come for your personal assets. You have to have an operating agreement in order to have that limited liability protection. Now, the operating agreement is an in-house document. You don't have to actually file this with the state. This is for your purposes only. 
Also, going back a little bit, the registered agent 401A, that's an internal document as well. You don't have to file that with the Secretary of State. The only document that you have to file with the Secretary of State is the Certificate of Formation. But anyway, back to the operating agreement. Everybody needs an operating agreement if you're going to make an LLC. You also have to have one of these if you're going to go open up a bank account, if you're ever going to hire a lawyer, if you ever need accountants. You have to have an operating agreement agreement. It's like one of the most important documents. It's probably the second most important document that you can possibly have when starting an LLC. And it's really easy to make an operating agreement. There are so many step-by-step -step templates out there on the internet. Just search up whichever one you find first and it will do. So moving on, after you have defined your registered agent, registered with the state, created your operating agreement, next you have to go get your federal tax ID. So what you're going to do, you're going to go visit the IRS's website website and you're going to apply for an EIN number. It's super simple and it's actually free. It doesn't cost anything. It takes like five minutes. And an EIN is basically your business's social security number. So we as individuals have our social security numbers, but your business has to have its social security number as well. And that's what's referred to as an EIN. And after you do that last step, you're going to go open up a business bank account. So your business can't share the same bank account that you personally use, okay? Because there's no divide in regards to your personal assets and the business's assets. There's no separation. And if there's no separation between you as an individual and your business as a separate entity, okay, then if you're ever sued, then people can go for your personal assets because there's no separation. You have to keep your business banking completely separate from your personal banking. I know that's most of the time self-explanatory, but you'd be surprised some people don't do that. You absolutely have to do that. And when you go to the bank, bring with you all of the documents that I've just referred to. Now, crazy story. When I set up my company and went to the bank to set up my own bank account, I brought all of the documents that I just told you about. When I sat down, <laughs> the individual that I was working with was like, where's your big folder? And I was like, what are you, what are you talking about? And they said, well, when you go through LegalZoom or when you get a lawyer, a lot of times they provide you with a really, really, really thick folder with all the documents that we need to open up a bank account. And I'm sorry, but if you don't have that, then we, we can't help you. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Legally, I only need these three documents to open up a bank account. I need my certificate of formation. I need my operating agreement and I need my EIN number. That's all I need. Here it is. And they're like, no, Mr. Bolton, I'm sorry, but but that's not right. And I'm like, no, it is right. And they were like, okay, well, let me go check with my supervisor. Five minutes later, they came back and they were like, I'm sorry, Mr. Bolton, you're right, we can proceed. And so it's really that easy. You only need those three documentations to open up a business bank account. And after you open up your business bank account, you're ready for business. And so that's as easy as it is to open up an LLC. Like I said, I didn't learn this in school. I always thought that if I wanted to start a company, I had to hire a lawyer at, or I had to go through LegalZoom, but you actually don't. It's really, really, really simple. It takes a few hours at most. It's not that big of a process, and it's going to cost about $314, I think is what the total came out to. Don't quote me on that. It's something like that. But if you want to start your own corporation, if you want to start your own company, okay, that is how you do it. And once again, like I said, 
I'm just learning. Like, I'm a complete novice. I'm a complete beginner. And so with all the advantages and using all the loopholes that you have access to with the corporation, I'm educating myself on that. And you best believe as I learn more and as I grow more and as I achieve more day in and day out, I'm going to be teaching you everything that I'm learning along this road and throughout this process. So... I know this is a little longer of an episode, but I appreciate it if you made it this far. And as always, my name is Bailey Bolton, and thank you so much for listening. I will see you guys next time.